Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast, bringing you fun and soulful interviews with spiritual teachers with the aim of tuning you in and lighting you up with your host, George Lizos. Lightworker, welcome to another episode of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, I'm excited to tell you that my second book, Lightworkers Gotta Work, the ultimate guide to following your purpose and creating change in the world, is out now and you can order it globally on Amazon. If you're feeling the call to help make the world a better place, but don't know where to start finding and following your life purpose, I wrote this book for you. It is packed with processes, rituals, and meditations to help you turn on your light and get it to work so that together we create a better world. 
When you order the book, you also get a two-hour live masterclass with me entitled Life Purpose Bootcamp, during which you'll get to find and define your life purpose in a specific two-paragraph definition. And you can visit georgelizos.com forward slash lightwork to get all the details. In today's episode, we're talking all about connecting with the goddess and awakening your divine feminine energy. Lightworker, I'm lucky to have been born on an island that's deeply connected to goddess energy and the divine feminine. Even before Cyprus was associated with Aphrodite, the Greek goddess of love and beauty, the ancient Cypriots honored the great mother goddess, a female goddess that symbolized fertility. In fact, when you look back at the history of most ancient cultures around the world, there almost always is a single female goddess that eventually expanded to the diverse gods and goddesses that we're all familiar with today. Which makes me wonder, why was feminine energy so important in ancient times and is it still important now? What did the great mother goddess stand for and how can we connect with her? What are the various goddesses of the world's ancient religions and what's the benefit of working with them? In this week's podcast episode, I chat to my friend Amy Lee Mercury. Amy is the author of A Little Bit of Goddess, and in this episode, we share a whole lot about goddess. Specifically, in this episode, you'll learn the power, magic, and rituals of the goddess, the maiden, mother, and wise woman archetypes, meditations for love, passion, success, and wealth, and you're also going to learn about various goddesses, their characteristics, and how to connect with them. When you're done listening to this episode, come on in and join your Spiritual Toolkit Facebook group and let me know which goddess do you feel most called to connect with right now. Without further ado, enjoy this episode with Amy Lee Mercury. Amy Lee is a best-selling author, holistic health expert, and medical intuitive. She counsels women and men in the underrated art of self-love to create happier lives. Amy Lee teaches internationally, sharing next-level healing, meet your guides, mindfulness meditation, and bestseller bootcamp classes. She's the author of 11 books on spirituality, including her latest work, A Little Bit of Goddess. Amy Lee's motto is, live joy, be kind, love unconditionally. Amy Lee, welcome to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. I am so excited to have you here. We both have our goddess crowns on for those who can't see us listening to the podcast. And we're so excited to dive into uh, goddess energy. First of all, Amy, I want to start from the beginning. What got you interested in studying goddesses, goddess spirituality and the divine feminine? What has been your path to getting here and introducing this book into the world? So great question. Um, so really since the beginning of my medicine path, when I was a, a teenager, about 17, 18, um, the divine feminine and goddess energy has been present for me. So as I learned and then began to work as a medical intuitive and to teach and things like that, all, all the way straight through, it's always been about goddesses for me and, and other, other guides as well but the divine feminine has been present. And for me, it's been a, 
a guide in my life and in my work. So for me personally, and for so, so many people, women and men over, you know, over 15 years now, I've been doing this work. So it's just been um, the goddesses and the divine feminine as a whole have just been super duper influential. And it's something that's been happening on for the past 15 years and more for many people like the uh, divine feminine energy is coming in so much more strongly because there is this need for balance given what patriarchy has created into the world. So whenever I chat to someone teaching about the divine feminine, I want to remind people that it's not just a new age concept, it's really ancient. So could you give us like a, like a, a crash course history lesson into yeah. what the, um, the honoring of the goddess through the years has been like? Sure. Um, the, the earliest recorded history of goddess worship is 20 to 30,000 BC. Wow. I mean, think about that. And, and throughout history, we see evidence of that. And so back when people thought that God was a woman, it was partially because women gave birth. So that was, was part of where the mystique came from and where native peoples, you know, indigenous peoples would, would derive inspiration. And so throughout history, all around the world, many different rituals, ceremonies, practices have been enacted to pay homage to the goddess and to seek favor with the goddess because that was part of how they would view it like you know for a good harvest or a, a plentiful year or mild winter whatever they were wanting as well as in their personal lives and so goddess worship was certainly um done in an organized institutional manner in temples and all kinds of things like that but it's also something that's been done we have evidence in the home and as a personal practice through throughout history and really as far back as we we know in recorded history. Even drawing from my own culture here in Cyprus. So Cyprus is famous for like the birthplace of Aphrodite in the Hellenistic years. But what I've discovered recently, even when you go back before the Greek gods ever like were ever theorized by the ancient Greeks or Cypriots, Cyprus had the great Cypriot goddess. It was a female deity, the first artifact we found ever from the Paleolithic times. I think Paleolithic or Neolithic, I'm not exactly sure, but the oldest um, statue we found was of a very voluptuous kind of woman, breasts out, legs open, very fertile kind of energy, which gives us the idea and um, makes us realize how this idea of fertility and motherhood and the divine feminine was so prominent in matriarchal cultures, which is exactly what you're referring to right now. And it was only afterwards, after the ancient Cypriots started mingling with the ancient Greeks, that it, it changed, it transformed into what we today know as Aphrodite, later on Venus, and later on Mother Mary <laughs> here in yeah. Cyprus. Because there was this clear transition from the great goddess of Cyprus to Aphrodite to Venus and then now Mother Mary. Yeah. So what changed though? What changed? How did we go? How do we forget the goddess and let well, a masculine god prevail? Right. Um, so 
we know back in Roman times that there were some efforts to quell the goddess. So you, you hear, you know, there's some different myths and legends around that. So that was, that was when the, the Romans were moving into worshiping multiple masculine deities and not that they didn't always have that, but they were placing more emphasis on those warring, those warring qualities. And most likely because there was a, a big aim and a big drive, which there is today as well, to acquire, you know, more land to control more resources. And, and so a sense of competition as opposed to community, which is kind of, you know, a little bit more traditionally masculine, a little bit more traditionally feminine, although not necessarily, but mm. um, so that's where we started to see that. And then as um, time moved forward and Christianity began to be known, then of course we had the Crusades, which was all about wiping out the the goddess. And so the way we, we learned about it in American school when I was a kid was more that it was to you know, spread this idea of, of one Christian God and to suppress what, what were deemed like more uh, wild people. But in fact, these were the native peoples worshiping nature, worshiping multiple deities and being in tune with, with nature and harmony with nature. And so then the crusades came in and the whole, the whole aim was to wipe that out. And so that's where I think a big shift began and then we had you know a lot of factions who wanted to promote eventually the catholic but you know the what what evolved into the catholic and the christian church designed to you know indenture people to need a intermediary between themselves and this one god and this jesus figure with the you know, I'm sure with lots of great intentions, but also with intentions to once again control money, resources, land, to have power. So this is when I think the shift happened. Was this probably a, a little bit of a back and forth struggle in tribal cultures prior to that, that did worship the goddess? I'm sure. I'm sure there was both. And there were, you know, masculine and feminine deities through all, all of these time periods, Roman, back through Greek, back through Babylonian, Mesopotamian, through ancient history, and even back before that. There, you know, um, Gnosticism, there's, there are masculine and feminine deities. So this made be an old struggle where now that the scale had tipped a little toward the masculine right now. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And now we are at a point where I feel, I don't know what, what your experience with people has been. I feel that um, people in the spiritual community some people tend to vilify the masculine because of what happened, because of how it's been abused. We're vilifying the divine masculine and solely focusing on the divine feminine. So whenever I have, I do an interview like on the divine feminine, I want to bring up the question, how do we balance? How do we allow the divine feminine to rise without ignoring the divine masculine? In other words, I love that question. I love that question because it's so important. You know, and within, I, I believe within all of us, we have a masculine and a feminine side. And so the idea and the ideal situation is for this to be in balance. And, and even back through um, goddess mythology, there's a, a lot of it in the mythology of ancient history with goddesses Inanna and um, even Isis in Egyptian mythology with the goddess Ishtar. These myths are the same about these feminine deities journeying to the underworld to bring back the pieces of their divine masculine consort mm. ultimately they put the pieces of the masculine consort back together for example inanna and demusi ishtar and tammuz um isis and osiris and then when the masculine is resurrected then they are in harmony in what's called the sacred marriage and that's it's a symbol, I believe, of alchemy and an internal alchemy. So we need both. We, I love the divine masculine. You know, it's an important part. And I think when we can tap into both sides of that, we can have more inner union and we can be more effective in the world as well. Yes, it sounds like the, there is masculine within the feminine and there is feminine within the masculine, in other words. It sort of reminds me, um, here in Cyprus, we have a temple, one of the ancient temples of Aphrodite, and they also honored Aphroditus, which yeah. was the male version of Aphrodite, which eventually became Hermaphroditus and then Hermaphrodite. Yes, <laughs> so exactly. That element of like the, the two energies blending together. How beautiful when we find this balance. So... There. Hopefully we're getting there. We're hopefully we're getting there. Kind of on a global level, kind of rocking back and <laughs> Which brings me to my, to, my, to my next question. What are some practical processes we can use to embrace the divine feminine without vilifying the divine masculine at the same time, therefore doing this balanced work? Yeah. I love that. Um, so in my book, A Little Bit of Goddess, we have tons of... Um, really great guided meditations to work with specific goddesses on specific topics. So that kind of covers that, but also to, to bring in the divine masculine, it's really nice. I think to meditate with, let's say, you know, goddesses that we know their consorts. So for example, the goddess Ishtar, mm. who's a goddess of beauty, who's a goddess of um, love, who's a kind of a badass goddess. To uh -huh. Um, and then her consort is Demusi. So to sit, to meditate, to do whatever spiritual practice we have. I, I do a lot of automatic writing, like spirit writing. You know, I teach shamanism. So if you were, if you knew how to journey shamanically, you could journey with these guides. Um, to journey with both, to journey with Ishtar 
and with Camus and see how does that meet, how do those journeys or how do those writings or how do those meditations mesh? And then even asking those, those beings, if they are these archetypal beings who've reached this state of alchem alchemical union, asking them to help you find that within. And I also think when we have found that within ourselves, it opens us up to partner with somebody who's also found that within themselves. And then we can live it in the internal and the external. Mm. So it's a combination of having this clear intention of bringing both into our lives and then using something like a meditation to just yeah. invite those guides to show us how to yeah. balance the two energies. And oh, you yes. dance, you could do a dance to honor each. You could do art to connect with each. You could make music, whatever is your spiritual practice. And can we talk about like, if we had, cause there are so many goddesses and gods oh, from yes. so many different pagan religions around the world. Uh -huh. um, in the past, I used to like combine different gods, like let's work with Ishtar and Aphrodite, blah, 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 which is perfectly possible. Now I focus primarily on the Greek gods because of my culture, because I'm like a priest to the uh, to Greek paganism. But if we, if we could talk about three goddesses uh -huh. that we can work with to help us find this union between masculine and feminine, yeah who would this be or or combination of like god and goddess i love this question and i love I, I i'd love to share the viewers at home how cool it's been to get to start being friends with george because i'm half greek and there yes. you are in cyprus like it's just really it's just been really neat and and i love that like i could pull up my flower crown <laughs> for art Talk it was definitely a spiritual synchronicity yeah. and we were meant to meet to have this conversation yeah. and to share stuff me too me too and and much more you know um so that's a really great question three goddesses that can help us with this inner union i love that and i think i think a great way to for us to think about this will be kind of to go through three that come to my mind one from the maiden category one from the mother lover huh. category and one from the wise women category so it. my my go-to um maiden goddess which doesn't necessarily mean young it means independent mm. is what it really means um is artemis and yes i artemis, knew you would say that you know <laughs> been like my main girl for a long time um so working with Artemis, I think is really wonderful. And the, the essence of the, of this maiden or this, you know, independent woman, we'll call it archetype is one that isn't about external union. It's not about the goddess partnering in this case. So it's a really great opportunity to work with Artemis, who is, seems to me to be very integrated, you know, a consummate huntress, a supreme archer. These are some of her, you know, very athletic, like mm. very these are some of these qualities and yet she is a goddess and she is very much in the feminine so how to, to work with her to meditate with her to journey with her to write with her to do a dance with her to create art you know embodying her whatever whatever way you do your practice I think she's great um, and then for the mother lover category um, there's so so many goddesses that we could work with and and as far as bringing us into that, um, that union within ourselves, um, 
I think I would recommend the goddess Inanna, who's another favorite of mine. And so she's a goddess from the time of ancient history, ancient civilizations. Her consort is Demuzi. And I love Inanna because to me, she feels like a little bit more of the softer side of Ishtar. And so historically, she preceded Ishtar as well. And after Ishtar, Isis was was next historically in, in chrono- chronological time. So I think Inanna is really wonderful to work with, to, to tap into love, to beauty, to that, that goddess within, and yet to also tap into the way she does partner with Demuzi, who's embodying the divine masculine. So to connect with both of them and how that outpictures. Mm. And then to talk to a wise woman goddess. Um, gosh, there's so many. And I have a special connection, I mean, gosh, with many goddesses, but the one I'm co- coming to mind for me is the goddess Kali, the Hindu goddess. And so Kali, we know, is like a really great um, transformational goddess. So she will clear the deck so we can have new growth. But she's also very nurturing and loving. And so she can be actually a mother or lover goddess like that, that one. And she can be a wise woman, which we also hear as crone uh, goddess. I love Kali for that. And I think Kali is really helpful because we can call her in and ask her to clear away anything that's blocking these two parts of ourselves from alchemizing. And then all of these goddesses, we can ask them for wisdom. And one of the things I always tell people is our guides and, and goddesses are guides for us, for the whole human race. Um, and also regionally at times, our guides cannot usurp our free will. We have to ask for them to help. They can help to some degree, but to really let them get in here, they, we have to ask. So if we were to do a practice with all three of this go- these goddesses and say, please help me with this idea of integrating my masculine and feminine, and also to help me manifest my heart's desires and experience what's for my highest good, I give you permission, and then you can also say, this or something better. So then we've like covered all the bases. Yes, I love how multidimensional the goddesses are. Like it's not just about love or just this immature kind of thing. It's a combination, like you can work with them at every phase of your life and you can get wisdom from so many different levels. And something that's fun fact for people uh, listening as well that I think they'll find interesting, uh, like uh, some unknown lost part of history, in Greece, there is this, uh, this mountain called Mount Athos. It's like a part of Greece. That right now, it's a male-only uh, stretch land full of male-only monasteries. I had visited that back when I was Christian. <laughs> and uh, in, the, in the ancient years, that used to be a women-only mountain full of really? temples of Artemis. Mm. It was Artemis's line. It was all temples of Artemis. And then see how it shifted as patriarchy took over to a male-only mountain full of male-only monasteries. Like women are not allowed to to step foot on that island (laughs) for like thousands of years now. It's the domain of Artemis. I know, right? (laughs) How cool. Anyway, okay, Amy Lee. Thank you so much for sharing these fabulous tools with us. We've learned so much about goddess energy, about 
awakening both the divine feminine and the divine masculine within us. And listeners also have practical tools they can use and goddesses they can call upon to turn their goddess on and really establish that inner union between masculine and feminine. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much for joining us. Yay, it's been so nice talking with you, George. I'm so glad I got to be on your show. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at George Lizos to grab your free Lightworker survival guide and catch the next live episode. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.